tell me if this sounds like you. Ditching the rat race for financial freedom is your rally cry. Shaking off the hustle and grind mentality for time freedom makes you want to do a little dance. Creating a life where your money makes more money for you, now that's your jam. Why figure all of this out? More time with loved ones and the ability to make a meaningful difference in your world. Now that's what drives you. My name is Jenny Townsend. Now, let's up level. What is up, Podcast Nation? Jenny Townsend here, and thanks for joining me for another episode today. <sighs> Guys, I want to talk about, it might be a little ranty, but I, it is all with your best intentions and your best results in mind, but I want to talk about the number one barrier I keep seeing um, that prevents people from getting to their goals. And this podcast, right, is about making money with short-term rentals, even in the age of COVID, which is incredible. It's about bringing on additional revenue streams that you have more control over, right? That can be not only recession-proof, but that can be pandemic-proof. And I think distractions are these little insidious things that keep people from their goals, they're insidious. And so I want to talk about distractions today. And this obviously is about your Airbnb business or whatever goal you're working on. It is distractions, especially distractions around things we can't control. Okay, so I have a couple of things that I think fall under the things we can't control. And then there's one other distraction I think is pretty unique to entrepreneurs um, that I will cover at the end. So the first distraction in my mind is the news. Yep. Now don't get me wrong, stories like the GameStop stock skyrocketing, that is fascinating. And you know, I think it is incredibly important to stay informed about issues that matter to you, like social justice or healthcare or politics or whatever. I'm not saying like <laughs> whenever I mention that news is a distraction, people are just like but it's important to stay informed. <laughs> um, yes, I'm, my gosh, like saying that the news is a distraction isn't me saying, hey, you know, go put your head in the sand and totally ignore everything everywhere all the time. I just think it is a wild distraction. And I think, I think it's actually the overconsumption of news that's a distraction. And going back to like what I just said, the whole, we have to be informed. Like, you have to be informed. Now, this is getting pretty ranty, but I really do think that that, that response is the 21st century version of self-righteousness. Now, hear me out. I think um, maybe still, but I would say in the 1900s and before, um, like 1800s earlier, the phrase self-righteousness always had a connotation of faith or religion. Like people are being self-righteous. They, you know, they think they're better than others. But I think like why I call this the 21st century version is, um, and I'm, I'm not discounting faith at all in this, by the way, but I'm just saying it, it is no longer tied to any kind of religion or faith. People can be very self-righteous without having a religion or out without having a faith because they're informed we all need to be informed. You know, I'm so much better because I'm informed anyway. So I think if people kind of need that to stroke their ego or whatever and feel better about themselves, that's fine. But I, 
I think it's worthwhile just being aware that it is a business model. Your attention is their business model. So, um, so they have every intention, they have every incentive to, to gain much more of your intention because then more ads can be served, their numbers are better and all of that, their earnings go up. Their business model is your attention. So, um, when, when we consume the news, we make other people money. We don't make ourselves money. And so I have kind of instated a policy because like I said, I just don't like extremes. Frankly, I think that's, I think extremes in almost any area kind of frustrate me. Um, so I don't want to be a, by the way, ostriches always get this bad rap for putting their head in the sand, and they actually don't put their head in the sand. Isn't that interesting? You are just learning things all over the place today. But I, I don't want to have that my head in the sand perspective on the world, because I do think it is important to know what is going on in our world, but I also don't want to be an over-consumer, a hyper-consumer of news, like because it is addicting, right? Like There's that hit of adrenaline, there's that outrage and fear that like really sells, all that. So... I've, I have my own little system. So any amount of time I spend watching the news, I make sure that I devote three X that amount of time dialed into something. So if I spend 20 minutes, it's like, okay, I need to make sure that I put an additional hour in of work or of whatever, but like actually it might even be cleaning the house, but like something actually productive versus sitting and consuming and then obviously, um, another dis- uh, destructive, I think, distraction, very closely tied to the news because it is the same business model. I'm sure you're not surprised that I'll say this, but social. Again, your attention is their business model. In fact, if you've seen The Social Dilemma, there is a line in there that, that says, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but if you don't have to pay to use the product, you are the product. And so, you know, obviously we know that, that social, um, social media platforms, their business model is our, our data and our habits and our usage and all of that. So because you aren't paying to use it, they get paid for you using it, um, which I'm not opposed. I mean, I, if people enter into something like that, knowing like, okay, I know they're tracking whatever, it's fine. Like I'm, I'm not, this isn't. I'm not hosting the social dilemma here, but what I'm saying is going back to it's a distraction from your ability to focus on building a business, bringing on new revenue streams, and moving closer to financial freedom, right? Social media will never allow you to do that Um, because what you spend time, the, the time that you spend on social can't be used for anything else, right? And studies have shown, by the way, that our brains... While watching TV or um, while we're on social, they actually have a lower level of activity than when we're sleeping. So, I mean, like, I get it. Social is fun and it's lazy and it's a way to check out. Um, so there, there is a place for it, but I just think it's always mindful to know what are the distractions? What are the things that are keeping me from, um, from my goal, right? And yeah, okay, I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> um, and the other... Um, distraction category that I have that's listed under under like what we can't control 
is um, notifications. So like by news, we can't control what's on the news. We can't control what's fed to us on social, you know, to some degree. Um, and notifications, you don't choose when different apps and companies send you notifications. So that's what I mean. You don't choose. You can obviously go in <laughs> like I did a couple of years ago, man. I went on a tear and I completely turned off all of my notifications on my phone and my laptop. Like zero, zero, zero. I have since added some back. So on my phone, I do have um, Amazon notifications so if things get delivered um, and obviously Airbnb. But I don't even have text message notifications on, you know? Um, and here's why I did this. Like our focus, by the way, is so valuable. Um, remember it is, it's the core asset for news and social platforms, right? Like that's, that's their monetization is our focus. Um, but notifications just, they're also trying to bring you back to a, a certain brand or business. And you know what? That's fine. But instead of them profiting off of my focus and attention, I decided I wanted to have control over my focus and attention and allow myself, this business, to bring in uh, additional revenue as a result. Now, um, did you know that if we're focusing on something and then we're suddenly jerked away to something else, um, like when a notification comes in as a for instance, it can take minutes, like full minutes to come back to where you were doing your task. If it doesn't completely derail you and take you off to like, especially if you have news notifications, if you go and like click the news article and things like that, of course, that's, that's probably a, a good 20, 30 minutes until you're back in the flow of what you were working on before. And I just think it's really good to audit these things. It's like, okay, was that worth, you know, like how much is 30 minutes of my time worth? And especially as a new mom, by the way, my daughter is about to turn a year old, but I feel like I need to be ruthless in, um, in what I give my attention to right now. So I, I think it's kind of like this whole notification thing when you just get jerked into something else. It's kind of like a train that's going full speed, right? Like you're working on something in your flow you know, your, whatever it is that your your task is, whatever you're working on and a notification comes in, it's like a train going full speed that just abruptly comes to a halt and changes tracks. Like it's, you just, it happens fast and it, ha- it doesn't happen gracefully, right? And so you have to kind of work back to, okay, I need to get the train back on the right track and then we're starting from a halt. You need to get that train going and going and going, right? To get back up to full speed to where you were. And so, I mean, this this takes, I mean, a full task switching is what it calls. It takes about 20 minutes. Um, yeah, which is, I mean, mind boggling. And so I, so those are the three kind of, distractions that I say we, we, those are things that we can't really control. We can't really control, like I said, what's on the news, the social feed, and the timing that brands send us notifications of all kinds. But there's one thing that I see a lot with entrepreneurs and, um, and that is trying to do too many things at once. 
trying to do too many projects at once, having too many goals that you're chasing towards, right? Isn't there that, like, I feel like it's a Chinese proverb. It's an ancient proverb regardless. Where, like, the man that chases two rabbits catches none. Um, our time is finite. I, our time, and I have, over the last few years, I feel like I've become more fiercely and fiercely in the camp that our time is our most valuable asset. And our energy is finite too, you know? Um, We are not machines. We are not robots. And I really do detest this whole like mega hustle um, kind of culture, like just hustle and grind day and night and all that. And maybe going back to that, why I just, I don't really like extremes. I don't, I don't think the truth is in extremes. I think it's typically somewhere in the middle. So yes, I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying be lazy, don't work. What I'm saying is I don't think it's really realistic to say that our energy is infinite, that our, our focus can be infinite. And, um, so I think trying to do more than one thing at once is it's a distraction, you know? And so I am going to ask you to put on your big boy or your big girl pants today and say no to a lot of things. In fact, actually, if the idea of adding a short-term rental to your portfolio is a distraction from what you're doing, from what you're building, whatever. Stop this episode. You know, like go get back to work on that. Because again, it'll probably take several minutes to get back into the flow. So just stop it right now, right? Because, okay, especially when we're working on more than one project and it's not just like a, a notification that de- literally derails the train, Um, if we're working on one project and then we switch over to another project, that will take at least 20 minutes to fully get into the flow. And so if you make three switches throughout the day, if you go back and forth between a couple of projects, three switches, that's you've lost an hour. I've done that so many times. I've lost an hour. In fact, if you have felt, I am... By the way, I'm not preaching at you. These are all things that I have learned from experience. (laughs) I am um, incredibly guilty of all of these at some point. And I'm just pretty ferociously protective of all of my time um, against distractions these days, as you might imagine. So, but yeah, so three task switches a day and you've lost an hour. And so if you have, like me, have felt like you've been busy all day but like when the day is done you're not even sure what you actually got done that might be a signal that task switching has happened kind of throughout the day so those are the distractions that I see that are most common and by distractions I mean things that are robbing you of your dreams things that are robbing you of the end results because they take your mind elsewhere and our mind and our time are so incredibly valuable So my takeaway here, and thank you for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it because it means so much to me. My takeaways are fall in love with the word no, right? Do not take on any more projects. See the ones that you're working on through to the end. And because no, here's what I love. I can't remember who um, said this to me first. I've heard it a number of places, but no protects all of your yeses. So if you say no to a new project, you you are reinforcing the yes that you said to another project, right? And when we have a singular focus, that's when we actually start to see momentum. And I think momentum is kind of the lifeblood of entrepreneurs. You know, when we feel like we don't have momentum, it is 
it's draining, it's infuriating, all of that. Um, and it is a little bit like the idea of immersion. So you know how I'm sure you've heard people taking like a semester abroad or they, you know, they want to immerse themselves into a culture, learn a language, whatever. But it's because of the immersion, they aren't flying back home a couple of times a day, right? To be able to speak whatever their native tongue is. Like here in the United States, obviously English um, is at least the main um, tongue. But they immerse themselves. And it's when we immerse ourselves in one thing, our brain makes deeper connections than it does on the superficial level. So I ask that you make a promise to yourself to immerse in the projects that you're doing, ditch making all of these other platforms like news and social money, and take that time to make yourself some money, right? And along those lines, my third takeaway is create more than you consume. Because like I said, consuming makes other people money, whereas creating is really the only thing that will help you create a revenue stream. And if you're still listening, if you haven't decided to stop this episode because a short-term rental is a distraction, then and in other words, that you've decided that a short-term rental is your best next move in 2021, awesome. I am so glad you're listening. And if you are sick of being distracted by all of the shiny objects and want a tried and true method for diversifying your income and bringing in some extra cash flow or let's say retire a little earlier or pay for your child's college education, whatever the goal, if you're sick of being distracted by all of the empty promises out there, I hear you. And if you want something that is pandemic proof and recession proof, in fact, did you know Airbnb launched and grew rapidly during the Great Recession? And obviously they continued to grow during the boom. And you know what? They are seeing much better results compared to hotels all over the world right now. I want to say the last report I heard, Airbnb is outperforming hotels in 27 major markets around the world. Yeah. Yeah. So something that's not only recession proof, but pandemic proof, that is what I want to be focusing on, right? I don't want anything to distract me from building something powerful like that. So like I said earlier, it is time to make a big girl or a big boy decision and build that vacation rental business of your dreams. You know what? If this is you, I have created a very direct, actionable roadmap so you can finally focus on the one thing to get it launched, right? It is called the Six Figure Vacation Rental Roadmap. And in this program, I will show you how to do some pretty intense market research that won't take forever and won't cost you much, if anything. I have a completely free way of doing some intense market research. And also, just so you know, it won't take forever either, right? Like, don't be afraid of the intense. I just want you to know it is, it's a robust process. So you will also discover how to find the right place for you and how to furnish it and most importantly, how to fill it. That is right. How to profit from your even first vacation rental. And in the previous episode, I mentioned a, a, a new, and it was then an announced bonus called Vacation Rental Labs, where I'll walk you through exactly how we're adding new properties in our portfolio in 2021. 
So this is very real. This is very right now. This is whatever this new normal is. This lab will be me walking you through case by case and pretty much opening the kimono to show you how we got it done. And I'll also be showing you some incredible things that I'm going to tease the next episode, some additional revenue streams over and above the nightly rate for Airbnb. Yep, that's right. Additional revenue streams, but it's all in the same world and it supports the same one thing. So to get this insane bonus and much more, get your name on the early bird waitlist right now at JinnyTownsend.com slash rental, and I'll send you the details as soon as it's live. Oh my gosh. Again, that is JinnyTownsend.com slash rental. Thanks so much for joining me today. And until next time, continue to be up and to the right.